It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track to the wall. And this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball, deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. This dude's a freak, yeah. you know, and, and people talk about him like he's some slap from East Aboga, <laughs> right. you know, community college. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show on a Thursday. We are running out of August. August 25th, nine days away now from a Sooner kickoff. Toby and Drake back with you. This show every day brought to you by our great friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE is the place to be, like I say. That's where I got my bad boy mower. Um, You know, I am the bad boy of Oklahoma Sports Radio. But also the CF Motos are over there, and uh, these are hot right now, and this is one of the only places you can get a CF Moto. So go check them out, folks. We're talking four-wheelers, utility vehicles, side-by-sides. It is the fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry they're about to be a household name because they're better built better equipped have a better warranty and they're priced less than competition so go down to goldsby or newcastle and check them out the cf motos are sweet they are in very high demand they've also got those new awesome golf carts there you can uh, rent motorhomes buy trailers everything you need for the outdoors at extreme outdoor equipment Two locations, one in Goldsby, one in Newcastle, both right there on the interstate. All right, I got a few things to run down here, Drake. We got number one coming up, bottom of this hour. Special guests, two of them coming up in the 8 o'clock hour today. Uh, Bad news for the Thunder yesterday. Chet Holmgren has injured his foot. It appears to be serious. Potential ligament damage. Could be a long-term injury, Drake. This is not good. He was guarding LeBron in a pro-am game. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the one of the things that you worry about with his type of frame. Was he going to be able to avoid serious injuries or not? I mean, it's the case for any type of young player that you draft. Can they avoid injury and uh, just capture their full potential? I mean, it, mm. it stinks to... Before the season even gets started, especially with as well as he had been performing in summer yeah. league, yeah, um, he looked that, great. That this happens, but um, I mean, sometimes unfortunately that's how uh, sports goes, and it seems like especially with this franchise, that's the way it's gone the last six years or so. Yeah, boy, let's hope that it's not as bad as they think it is. Cowboys also got bad news yesterday. Dallas Cowboys. 
when their left tackle, Tyron Smith, tore his hamstring. Mm. That sounds just yeah. god-awful. He will be out months. Oh, boy. Not good news. They did not need this. Dak Prescott did not need this for sure. Here we are. This is the month for football. And I know the Chet Holmgren thing was basketball, but August is the month for football where every day you just hold your breath and you hope you don't wake up to something on in the paper on social media that somebody's been injured. It got the Cowboys and it got the Colts yesterday. The punter, uh, Rigoberto, out for the year with an Achilles injury. Now, it's just the punter, but he was a good one. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm breaking I, this news to you. I feel it, like you did not know that. I, I, no, I had not. I had not heard this. I heard about uh, Smith. Obviously, the Cowboys losing All Pro left tackle. Not great. Um, if I had my choice of who to lose, a punter or the left tackle on my team, it would definitely yeah. be a punter, though. So. Rigoberto Sanchez, isn't that his name? That sounds right. Yeah, Achilles injury. Um, I mentioned, uh, we mentioned in the first hour, Cade Cavalli will make his major league debut on Friday for the Washington Nationals. He will do so in the nation's capital against the Cincinnati Reds uh, tomorrow night. Boy, I bet the heart is racing right now. Rex Ryan will be on this season's amazing race, Drake, on CBS. <laughs> How about that? Uh the only thing I had not heard that I had seen a promo for Amazing Race last night. I did not see any type. He's of in there if you he... look close. They oh, okay. didn't feature him, yeah. but if you look in the background, he is he is in there. Uh, the only thing that can make it better is if uh, it was him and his brother uh, running the race together. That would just be. I, I'm sure Rex by itself will be pretty comical, but him with his brother, like you want to talk about two guys that can be pretty cantankerous for, with each other, oh, it would have been beautiful TV. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who he's teamed up with. I don't know if it's somebody else we know or not. I don't even know how something like this happens. How does Rex Ryan end up on Amazing Race? But uh, it, it will be humorous to watch. Um, of all of the reality shows, that would be the number one I would most want to be on. Yeah. That show is amazing well yeah. it's right there in it's the name actually yeah it is astonishing now some of the stuff they have to do is gross and some of the places that they have some of, you know it's hard it's hard but man it is a, it is crazy so be, I will uh, what is, it, is it two weeks or is it three weeks that you Mo way more than that how long the race takes yeah i thought it was three weeks right no, 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 no. Way longer than that. It's months, I think. It's a couple of months or more. You know, uh, Chris Hammond was on it. Right. Um, I don't know if he's listening out there or not, but uh, he could fill us in. No, I think it. I think they like they do an episode which takes a whole day and sometimes two days, and then they like got to move their production to another company or another country, and do another episode. I, I don't know. Maybe you're right, but I was under the impression it took. A couple of months, but you're uh, probably right. Here's, they probably got it all mapped out to where it only takes three yeah, weeks. Or here's so. what it says. A race. Uh, this is off of Google, so you know it's 100% true. Um, a race cannot exceed 28 days. So there you go. Huh, I didn't know there was race rules. Yeah. All right. Boy, I, the orchestration 
the the money that it takes uh they they got to get governments to cooperate you know and now you got to you throw covid into the mix i'm sure there's all kinds of regulations and it's it's quite a it's quite a thing but uh, rex ryan will be on it this year if you care about that the lakers are trying to make a move if they weren't unlikable enough already they're trying to make a move for patrick beverly trying to get him back into los angeles <laughs> uh looks like they're going to be able to work it out i guess utah's where he's at now so thank lebron and russ with patrick beverly oh, now. man a lovable group that is and i mentioned high school football kicking off around the state tonight you got the bixby owasso matchup tonight the headliner tomorrow you're opening friday night uh jinx at edmund santa fe uh, jinx gonna be in the uh, city you want to catch the trojans in action uh tomorrow night you got ba taking on bentonville arkansas this friday stillwater also taking on an arkansas high school greenwood westmore goes to union tomorrow night and a good battle uh kingfisher at clinton among the hundred plus games that'll be played on friday night across the state of oklahoma i um you know, my daughter's in high school now, and I've been out of the high school scene for about 12 years. When I took the OU job, Drake, my you know, my Friday nights used to be completely dedicated to high school football in my Channel yeah, 9 days, traveling the state and doing the Friday football blitz and all that kind of stuff, and I was thoroughly entrenched in uh, high school football and the talent in the state and the coaches and all kinds of stuff. And I've definitely fallen out of that um, just watching from the periphery here. So I think I'm hoping anyway in the next four years to get to get back and uh, see some more high school football just to uh, root on Piedmont a little bit and maybe uh, travel around, but we shall see. But our coverage is second to none in this state. But tell folks what we're doing here on the ref and on the website and, uh, and on the air yeah. and everything. So uh, we've we've had coverage for a long time for Norman North, Norman High, uh, with uh, the video stream that we've done. Last year we added all three more schools. And then this last summer, over the summer, I guess I should say, because it's still technically summer, uh, we added the three Edmond schools and Deer Creek. So um, tomorrow uh, – Jinx Santa Fe, uh, that game will be streamed on krefsports.tv, uh, along with Edmund North and Deer Creek, and I'm looking to make sure, oh, uh, Southmore PC North as well. So um, those are a few games, and I'm sure if I'm missing any, somebody out there, Westmore Union, um, I'm just looking at the overall schedule for this. Do you have our broadcast crews? I don't have a list of our broadcast crews uh, okay. in front of me, no. I, obviously, Josh Helmer, very involved with that. Perry Spencer, yeah. Connor Pasby, uh, those three. Um, Danny Henderson, Andrew Himes. Uh, aside from that, I don't have a full running list at all. So, is Am I wrong in thinking that Tyler Neal is calling some He is, yes. Us? He's going to be involved in some capacity in our high school coverage this year. Might even Former see... OU basketball player, Tyler that's, Neal. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, might even be involved in a potential uh, 
podcast on the horizon, so keep your eyes uh, attuned for that. But yeah, so Tyler Neal is somebody that we've had conversations with for that type of capacity play-by-play stuff. I've seen some promotion for uh, the great Tony Sellers doing some shows yes. for us yes. out there right now. Yeah. With uh, is it's Edmund, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I can't remember which Edmund school he'll be doing the weekly calls for, but um, it might be Memorial. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm Perry. If you're out there listening, you can Oklahoma text me broadcasting legend yeah. Tony Sellers. Yeah, and. Um, he and I used to uh, run in the same pack back in my Southern Nazarene days. He was at OCU when I was at SNU, and uh, Tony and I worked together uh, for many years in that regard. Haven't in a while, but uh, he is an icon around here, so it's going to be great to get to hear him. And This is fun. You guys have really done a great job. Setting. So what do people need to know about where they can find all these broadcasts and stuff? Uh, just krefsports.tv. That's the website that you'll need to go to. You'll be able to check out not only any of the um, 500 events that include – 500 plus events, I should say, that will include obviously football, basketball, volleyball, uh, softball – all that's these, too many broadcasts. It, Are you sure that's the right number? It, is it that 50 is, and you just put an extra zero no, in there? No, I did not add a zero. It's 500 500 plus. broadcasts? Yes. Uh, oh. That is between this fall semester through the spring uh, all the way to soccer, baseball, uh, slow pitch. That will happen in the spring. So, yeah, it'll be a very, very busy uh, school year for our team here at KREF, but – Heavy I'm lies ju- the I'm, crown. I've Heavy just lies been the told, crown, T-Row. I've just been told uh, spotter extraordinaire Andrew Shepard is going to be involved in some out. of the calls. Yep. That's right. That's right. Wow. Sorry, Shep. I forgot about that. Yes. That's big time. Well, I mean, and then, whenever you have nine different schools that you're covering, you have yeah. way too many broadcasters. To How come I haven't been asked to be involved in any of this? Oh, I don't Why know. Why aren't I calling any um, high school stuff? You know what? Am I not good they, enough for you guys? They looked at somebody like Andrew Shepard and said, you know, I think this guy's more qualified than Toby Rowland. So. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Boy, that's a slap in the face right there. 500-plus uh, events. That's right. I don't get to call any of them. Uh, you're, uh, hey, I am sure Perry Spencer would be more than happy to throw you on a few broadcasts. Yeah, anything yeah, going I'm on tomorrow probably, night? I'm, I'm probably going to be busy. So. Oh, okay. okay. Um, plus, our uh, OU game day coverage, uh, that kicks into high gear next Saturday. So yep. here we go. It, we, is our, uh, it is time. We haven't unveiled it yet, but we will have – we're planning to have an extended pregame starting with, yes. well, the season opener. So, uh, yeah, that will be fun as well. You mean extended? You mean longer than it's been in the – past what, what else would extended mean i guess that's the only thing it could mean that was a stupid <laughs> question well i know there's going to be i think it's going to be fatter too right yep yep mm-hmm. uh-huh. it can be so as, i as thought maybe you were alluding involved. to that like more locations more people involved so mm-hmm. you're not referring to that you're saying it it's might gonna start be extended, earlier than expanded, it has in the past. all those things fatter however you want to put it this is very exciting. Okay. So we'll know we'll find out about that next week on game week. We'll find out where everybody's gonna be, when it's gonna start, all that kind of stuff. So high school football starts tonight and tomorrow night in the state of Oklahoma. We'll take a break. Back after this.
Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. Weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Oh, my God! Toby! Toby's getting held back by security! T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Welcome back. T-Row in the morning show. Hour two on this Thursday. McGriddle and A1 here with you. A1 and McGriddle. Minus turkey bacon still. This hour of the Tier on the Morning Show is brought to you by the great people at Saxon Realty Group. Do you think he's gotten too thin, by the way? Uh, TJ, I think that he's gotten so thin that basically all he had to do was go stand out in the Oklahoma wind, and that's how he got to Orlando. He's really bragged about it. He keeps bringing it up, too, how much weight he's lost. And now he's he's fat shaming you. Yeah, that's uh, that's been happening for a while. And And, I don't know. This is what's happening to him is not pretty. No, it's uh, it is all gone to his head. He has turned into this person that I don't even recognize him anymore, uh, metaphorically or physically. He's Mm -hmm. gotten that skinny and he's become that terrible of a person since he's gotten this skinny so i hate to hear that i hate yeah. to hear that mm-hmm. uh tell you uh personality has not changed has not gotten horribles terry saxon at saxon realty group he can help save you thousands with this one-time 899 listing fee gives you the same great service that you'd expect from any other realtor but the difference is whenever you sell your home he's helped saving you thousands in listing commissions that's 899 one-time listing fee give him a call at 405 405- 361-3380 or visit saxonrealtygroup.com. Check out all the uh, great testimonials that he's got on his website of clients that he's helped in the past save thousands in listing commissions. Lots of pictures on there, too, of just uh, the thousands and that he gives a big check to the clients and everything. So, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Drake, please give the website for high school football games again. Real quick, thanks. Uh, that is krefsports.tv. krefsports.tv. If I need to spell that out phonetically, that is Kilo Echo, or Romeo Echo Foxtrot Sports. Oh, TV. All right. Thank you for that, yeah. Michael Dean. Uh, yeah. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. How about that? Uh, the 70s were great. Just kidding about the deceased fans. That's Ralph in Tulsa. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, Bixby versus Awaso tonight, T-Row, from nice. the University of Tulsa's H.A. Chapman Stadium. That's right. That's a big one tonight. That's fun. That is fun. Yep. Uh, Two another... versus three in the state, I think, to kick it off. Mm. Yeah. Whew. Uh, Bixby, Bixby going up in. Uh, Tasty, Drake. That's right. Going up in uh, divisions, too, right? So they. Both Bixby and, uh, was it Union that won it last year? How could anyone know, Drake? How How could anyone anyone know? know How could anybody know that? Anyways, you got two state champions in six. They won this year. Uh, Yep, T-Row, Owasso, and Bixby with a crowd rumored to be around 20,000 at TU tonight. Confirmed again. Oh, it's going to be a bit. I want to call that game. How do I call that game tonight, Drake? Uh, I guess you need to call Bixby and. No, we don't carry that game? Yeah, no, no. All right. Is it is it Broken Arrow? Is that the one that you uh Oh it's did? a Wasso, it's the Rams. Wasso? Well it, yeah. you've got an N. What are you doing? I know. I don't know. I mean, uh, Why maybe, are you asking uh, me? Uh, maybe I'll give some uh Make some, some phone calls. 
You're off tomorrow. I would step on any toes. Yeah. That's a fun game, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Air Comfort Solutions text line. After all these months of speculation and anticipation, I cannot wait for some real football. Uh, so much naysaying by the outside media. I hope we perform at a level that clearly shows our improvements as a team under this new staff, especially to the clickbaiters like Stuart Mandel. Well, yeah, Stewie made a lot of friends yesterday by uh, predicting, oh, you would go 7-5, and five, I believe, this year is what he said. Um, and uh, that made the rounds on the socials yesterday. He took a pretty good beating from uh, OU fans who let him know that they thought he wasn't a very smart um, <laughs> prognosticator. And I think he's going to be way off as well, but, you know, only time will tell. Stewie's just going to sit back and let the results roll in. We start to find out next Saturday, and I'm eager for that as well. Uh, there are a, there are strong opinions both ways as to how good Oklahoma is going to be this year. So I'm I'm very eager to start to see the evidence roll in. What are you excited. most excited to see with this team? With the new staff and everything. Oh, most excited. I'm I'm definitely excited to see Dylan mm-hmm. in a game setting. Uh a lot of how far they can go is gonna depend on just um just how good he is, and I think he's going to be great, and he's got the stats to back it up and everything, but him in this Jeff Levy offense uh, firsthand, very excited to see that. I am definitely excited to see what our defense looks like with Brent Venable's fingerprints on it again, and Ted Roof, obviously, too, but um, Justin Harrington has received a ton of praise. Can't wait to see him out there on the field. Um you know, these freshman wide receivers, Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson, have received a ton of Gavin Freeman. preseason hype. Gavin Freeman, yeah. I can't wait to see them. Marcus Major, I'm told, is a beast now. There's so many things. Uh, the offensive line is supposedly the best unit we've got now or has been in the fall. I don't know who's going to be kicking. Uh, there's, I don't know if I can tell you the most. I'm just excited about it all. I'm excited to be back in the Palace with 85,000 fans. I'm excited about pregame. I'm excited about being back on the air with Teddy and Chris and Gabe. And You hit me in the back of the head with that stick you bring with you, keeping me in line. <laughs> I'm excited uh, about it all. Oh, your football you. is back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm excited to see if the Miners bring the pickaxe with them on the road. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if that's just a home thing or if you you can get that across state lines. I don't know. Here's the thing that I'm most excited about: see if the uh, if the Miners live up to the T.J. Perry hype or not. That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, T.J. picked uh, UTEP to win this game, right? Yeah. I'm going Wait. to tell you right now: yeah. UTEP will beat OU in the opening week. Wow. Bold. <laughs> Bold. What else you got? Don't forget the Minko at Dibble game. Hashtag Minko strong. Minko at Dibble. Okay. Very good. That must be from Kevin, I believe, out in Minko. Uh, where can I find the pre- and post-game show for OU games? Okay. So when it comes to our pre-game show here at the Ref, um, for home games, it's going to fluctuate a lot for road games, as any of you that have listened in the past know. 
Home games, Toby and Teddy will be live from Balfour starting uh, four hours. They might from- just be talking about where on the radio dial they can find us. Maybe, Maybe not. I Maybe they're to, talking about physical location. I can get to that. Okay. Uh, right. We'll be on Settle Campus in, Corner, folks. though. This could take a while. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There's lots of ground to cover here. So uh, let me start at the beginning, actually. So, All right. Here we go. Here it'll we go. start get a pin six out, people. hours out. Uh, for non-11 a.m. kickoffs, we are giving you extended This is breaking pre-game. news. Yes. This is breaking. You didn't say this last hour. That's right. So we used to start four hours out. Now we're starting six hours out? That's right. Holy cow. Five Good hours time. worth of pregame coverage that you'll hear here on the ref. Um, along Who's on the air not- six hours out? Uh, it'll start with Parker Thune and Tyler McComas. Very you, cool. Teddy, the, and that's the, uh, that's the uh, the 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 guys that do that two to three show. Lock mm-hmm. it up, lock, lock it out. Uh, yep. yep, lock it up, locked in. Uh, you will have, I believe. So it hasn't been established where, but Parker will be somewhere different on campus corner. Um, we're hoping it's going to be outside. It hasn't been locked in stone just yet. So. Watch out for whenever we release that information. But you will see guys on Campus Corner. Toby and Teddy will be in Balfour. Be sure to go ask Teddy for his autograph. He loves giving Don't autographs. Don't get sidetracked he here, Drake. Keep it going. Getting Keep it going takes. here. Uh, so we will have Chris Plank elsewhere from Campus Corner. And then huh. post-game, we will have two hours worth of post-game coverage that you'll be able to hear uh, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. That will be live from Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. So every, the Campus Corner is the answer. With various locations on Campus Corner where right. we're physically going to be pre and post game. The Sooner Radio Network pregame show starts two hours out from FanFest, the party at the Palace there, just north of the stadium. Big stage. Now, what about on the radio dial? If that's what they were asking, where can they? Uh, so that's the one thing that we still need to completely walk into stone, especially when it comes to post game. But the plan, as of right now, it's for uh, those of you listening in Tulsa, you'll be able to hear it on the buzz. Those of you listening on ninety four seven on KREF, uh, you should be able to hear our pregame coverage all five hours on there as well, uh, and worldwide. You'll be able to hear all five hours of pregame, the two hours of postgame, on the KREF app as well. Watton, if you're out there listening, uh, they're planning or they're planning to be able to take the coverage whenever they're able to because they carry Army games. So when it doesn't conflict with that coverage, and okay. then those of you Makes listening, sense. Clinton, they will take our pregame coverage leading into the Senior Sports Network coverage. That's a lot of information. Drake's just dropped right. on your head. That's right. Uh, but it's all good, and we will repeat it many times before next Saturday. Let's take a break. When we come back, the countdown culminates. We unveil team number one next. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the finale night of Big Brother Coaches Edition. Thank goodness this stupid open is finally over. And despite being the biggest threat in the house from day one, Nick has done it again. 
reigning supreme over 24 other coaches, and by a vote of 8-1, to one, Nick is the champion of Big Brother Coaches Edition. And for those of you that said I cashed in the Opens this year, who's the one sitting poolside in Orlando on the last day of the countdown, you losers? Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law. 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. He's just really turned heel. He's just gone all in to be as unlikable as possible, hasn't he, Drake? I just really gone Hulk Hogan, it, Hulk Hogan dark days it, on us. It, I'm telling you, it has to do with the weight loss. He has changed to a different person. He's gone from the lovable, likable sidekick on this show to just a really like the villain. I mean, villain. Can can we be real though? If if you had to eat turkey bacon as opposed to regular bacon true. all the time, wouldn't you be cranky? That is true. I'm going to tell you right now, UTEP will beat OU in the opening week. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, this is it. This is uh, It's been a fun five weeks. The countdown, uh, yet again in the books, we've had uh, tons of great guests on the last five weeks. I feel more ready for the college football season. Uh, I feel more knowledgeable, and I want to thank everybody that stopped by. Uh, let's remind folks of our top 25 this year. Uh, 25 weeks ago, 25 was Nebraska uh, with Casey Thompson now quarterback. Adrian Martinez, quarterbacks Kansas State now. They were our 24th-ranked team. Stan Weber stopped by the show. Ole Miss came in at 23. Harry Harrison, color analyst of the Rebels, joined us to talk about uh, Lane Kiffin's team this year. At 22 is Arkansas. Phil Elson does a show over Fayetteville Way. He jumped on to... Uh, talk hogs football with us tennessee bob kessling their longtime play-by-play voice remember we had the tennessee drama jake drake they uh i called you jake yeah drake they were at 21 then bob stood us up so we dropped him to 23 then we found out bob had knee surgery that's why he missed a show so we moved him back up to 21 and apologized to bob (laughs) kentucky at 20 usc was at 19 their former quarterback max brown does uh, a little analyst work for them now. He joined us on the show to talk uh, Trojan football. Texas at 18, our buddy Craig Way stopped by. Wisconsin at 17, Matt LaPay, voice of the Badgers, was on the show with us. Then we had Oregon at 16. OSU at 15, Dave Hunziker, voice of the Cowboys, was on the show. North Carolina State came into 14. 13 was Baylor, John Morris, J-Mo. Stopped in to talk Bears football. Auburn at 12, Miami at 11, LSU 10. This week, Andrew Monaco, Texas A&M play-by-play voice, joined us to talk about the ninth-ranked Aggies. The Notre Dame at 8, Utah at 7, at 6, Drake. The Oklahoma Sooners were our number six ranked team. Their color analyst, Teddy Lehman. Is that right? Lehman? Lehman? Uh, Lehman, for sure. Lehman. Stopped by to talk uh, Sooner football with us. Uh, This week at five. Clemson came in at number five. Don Munson, voice of the Tigers, was on the show. 
at number four. Michigan came in at number four. By the way, Drake, did you know? Our favorite broadcast team is uh, no longer together. The Michigan Michigan radio broadcast team of Jim Brandstetter and Dan Deerdorf is uh, no longer uh, together. They retired after last season in that run to the college football playoff. So they've got a new broadcast crew this year, uh, which is sad because there is nothing that excited me more than catching a Michigan radio broadcast on my drive somewhere. I didn't mean to put you. I didn't mean to bum you out in the middle of the countdown, Goodness but that gracious. is a bummer. You're going to be off the rest of the week, and then you got to bum me out the week before <laughs> football. One day, Thank rest you. of the week. Come on, golly! Yesterday at number three, the Ohio State Buckeyes came in at number three. They open with Notre Dame next Saturday, and yesterday at number two. The defending champion, Georgia Bulldogs, came in at number two. Scott Howard, voice of the dogs, will join us in the 8 o'clock hour today, 8.05 this morning. We'll talk a little more Georgia football, which brings us to today. Oh, by the way, big thanks to Carter Jennings and the Carter Jennings Law Firm for, again, sponsoring the countdown this year, which brings us to today. The number one ranked team in the 2022 T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide coming at number one. Dre, go ahead and ride the fight song to the break. We'll talk a little Crimson Tide football when we come back. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Thursday edition, T-Row in the morning show. Countdown ends today at number one. Alabama is our number one ranked team. And uh, pretty easy in the preseason to make this pick. They've got the best coach, they've got the best player on offense, and they got the best player on defense. That's a good triumvirate right there, Drake. If you start the year with the best coach, the uh, best player on offense, and the best player on defense, you got a chance. Bryce Young uh, might might yeah. be the best player in college football in Anderson Jr. So yeah, or Bryce Young, either one. Yeah, might be one too. Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy last year, and as Drake mentioned, Will Anderson might be the best opportunity for a defensive player in a long time to win it this year. Young is back for his sophomore year after an incredible freshman season, poised beyond his years last year. And as always at Bama, he is surrounded by big weapons. In fact, they brought in another one this year. Georgia Tech had a running back, Jameer Gibbs, transfer in that is probably going to start for them and and 
is really good. He averaged over five yards a carry last year. He's a good receiver as well. Jace McClellan, uh, the former OU commit, uh, back from an injury last year to help out at running back as well as Roy Dell Williams. Jermaine Burton, I mentioned this yesterday, Jermaine Burton, who beat Alabama in the national championship game last year for Georgia, up and transferred to Alabama. Wide receiver. He'll be among their best pass catchers this year. Um, the question for them, if there is one on offense, is the line. Uh, the line lost Evan Neal to the draft. And quite frankly, by Alabama standards, were a little down last year. They were good, better than most, but did struggle in short yardage situations last year and just weren't the normal road graders that we've seen in years gone by. So if you're looking for a potential weak spot on Alabama's offense this year, maybe it's the line. Maybe, I underline, maybe. They appear to be set at uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. The line could stand to be better than it was a year ago. Defensively, it starts with Will Anderson, the biggest uh, difference maker in all of college football. 17 and a half sacks last year, and defenses were trying to stop him. They were focusing all it. He was getting running back help. He was getting tight end help, and he still got 17 and a half sacks last year. Dallas Turner on the other side, very good as well. Chris Braswell is going to play a lot for them. They have monster pass rushers. Good in the interior defensive line. Henry Tuotoo. Henry To'o To'o, I struggle with his name every time, is back at linebacker, the former Tennessee linebacker that had a great first year with Bama last year. They did lose Christian Harris to the NFL. Jalen Moody probably will slide right in. Jordan Battle back in the uh, secondary again. He had three picks at safety last year. Here's my favorite guy on Alabama, though, Drake. I don't know who's going to win the corner spots. We will chat with Chris Stewart Coming up next hour, who's going to be filling in as their play-by-play guy to start the year in football. But uh, in the hunt uh, is Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid McKinstry. What a great name. Mm. He's probably going to win one of the corner spots. Kyrie Jackson, Eli Ricks will battle for the other. But Kool-Aid, don't throw it to Kool-Aid, Drake. Great name. Um, so, I mean, defensively, there's no weakness. Every level of the defense, the line, the linebackers, the backfield, the defensive backfield, and the pass rushers coming off the edge, led by Will Anderson, absolute game wreckers. Now, the schedule's, the schedule's not a layup. We talked about Georgia having a pretty manageable schedule yesterday. Alabama's... They're going to get there undefeated. They're going to uh, have to walk through some minefields along the way. They open with Utah State, no problem. Then they go to Austin uh, for week two showdown with the Texas Longhorns. I'll remind you. I'm going to tell you right now. Texas beats Alabama. Uh, TJ's predicted the Longhorns win that game. Do you give Texas any shot in that game, Drake? Uh, No. No. That is going to be a bloodbath. Then they got ULM and Vandy. Then they go at Arkansas, Texas A&M at home, at Tennessee, 
Mississippi State at home, at LSU, at Ole Miss, and they close out with Austin P. and they get Auburn and Tuscaloosa this year. Those road games, though, I mean, they'll be favored in all. They will probably win them all, but it's not easy. At Texas, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU, at Ole Miss. I think Bama will probably go unbeaten, even if they suffer one loss. If somebody trips them up along the way, they will be in the college football playoff. I mean, I don't know how they're not number one, Drake. They got the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Got the best defensive player in the country. Uh, Nick Saban looks to have the best team going into the year. To me, Alabama at number one, is it too high, Drake, or is it just right? It is just right. I mean, it's been this way for a while, but it is Alabama's world of college football, and we're all just living in it. And. Uh, that you mentioned the stretch of games that they have this year they will have definitely earned if they go to the college football playoff they're undefeated and they uh, have an opportunity at another title for Nick Saban I mean you go to Fayetteville then then following week you've got A&M at home the number six team in the nation then you go to Tennessee you get Mississippi State at home but then you go to Death Valley to Oxford to take on Ole Miss, I mean, that is a brutal stretch of six consecutive games right there. Um, but Alabama, they've got so much talent. They've probably got the two best players in college football. Um, it's hard to pick against them this year. They are so yeah. good. The one team that you could have made an argument for was Georgia had they not just gotten decimated by – all perspective-wise, by the draft having 15 players taken eight off of the defense last year, but – uh, Alabama, just right at number one. Speaking of somebody uh, tripping them up. I'm going to tell you right now, Texas beats Alabama. Uh, TJ predicted Texas would beat Alabama, just reminding you of that. Uh, I can tell you the one team that's not going to trip them up is uh, Texas A&M. They will obliterate Texas oh, A&M this yes, year absolutely. in uh, Tuscaloosa. All right, next hour, we have the play-by-play voices of the two teams that played for the national championship last year. Our one of two teams in the poll. Scott Howard joins us on the other side of this break. Play-by-play voice of the Georgia Bulldogs. Chris Stewart coming up at 8.30 this morning. He's filling in for Eli Gold to start the year on the Crimson Tide Radio Network. We'll hear more about the Tide coming up at 8.30. The countdown is in the books. Thank you again to the Carter Jennings Law Firm for sponsoring this year's countdown. We'll be back. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans.
got a quick wit, but it's forty slow. He's zero. And then they reverse it with Billingsley back to the right. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. 54 seconds to go. Keely Ringo. Well, about a 75-yard return, no flags, 32-18, let the celebration begin. Scott Howard with the call on the Georgia Radio Network as the Bulldogs were the national champions of college football last year. And Scott joins us live now from Athens, Georgia. Scott, good morning. How are you today, sir? Hey, Toby, how are you? I'm doing good. Great call, by the way. Uh, what a moment! What what was that night like for you? Uh, well, it was kind of mixed uh, a little bit. I mean, the excitement was was terrific, but uh, I was unfortunately I was sick. I was ill that day, and just trying oh, no. to fight through to to survive the day uh, uh, without you know ended up in in bed or something. I don't know. I, don't know. I just didn't. Uh, I was I wasn't a hundred percent, but. Um, uh, the game dictated otherwise. I, you know, I didn't want to miss that opportunity to to work that event, and uh, but it was it was terrific. I mean, it was a, it was a great moment for the University of Georgia, uh, something they've been striving for 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 a long, long time. Of all the luck, man, you got to be thinking, you got to be kidding me! I not today, not today, buddy. Oh, yeah. Don't fail me today. <laughs> Yeah, there was a, somebody was testing me, uh, but uh, <laughs> we got through it okay, and and uh, you know it turned out good for Georgia people. That's good. Well, you wouldn't have known it coming across the airwaves. What a night! Uh, have you seen going into this year? Do you see the program carrying itself in any different way because of that, swagger wise or attitude wise or anything? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I, it's funny you ask that. I was. Uh, talking with um, Kirby Smart on uh, his show this week, and I I kind of posed that same question. You know, is, is there anything different about this program since you won the national championship up until now? And and uh, he just flatly said, no, this is, you know, this is uh, where we want to be. This is how we've built this program to be. And, uh, you know, it, it, they've they've already moved on, too, which is, you know that's the thing that's that's hard to grasp. It's like it was so long in in, in coming for a Georgia people to to win a national championship. You know it was forty one years uh, between titles, and all of a sudden uh, it's like all right, well we're on to next season, and uh, you know that's kind of in the rearview mirror now. Now that's that's team and that's inside the inside the locker room and all of that. Certainly Georgia fans are still celebrating and, and will for probably the rest of their lives, but. Um, you know, it, you, you talk to Kirby about that, and it's uh, that that was last year. You know, it was great. That's what we wanted to do. That was our goal. That's our goal this year. That's that's what we want to accomplish. But last year was then, and and now we're we're more concerned about this year's team. And that's kind of his, uh, uh, you know, his opinion on that whole thing. They lost a ton to the draft, a, a historic draft. Of, oh gosh, yeah, for, for Georgia. They recruit well, and they've replaced, I know, with, with tremendous talent. But 
Where where are you the most concerned that they, you know, of the places that they lost talent from a year ago? Well, it'd have to be uh, up front on the defensive line. They lost three first rounders on the defensive line, so uh, you know they've they've like you said they've they've recruited well. Uh, they've got talent. It's just not at that level, uh, and nor is it at that experience. Uh, so just about across the board defensively. I mean, there there's you know spotty positions on defense where they're very very good, uh, but that that talent and experience is mixed with uh, youth and inexperience. So it, it, that's you know that's the mixture uh, that they're working with this month as they as they try to get ready for Oregon in the season opener and uh, and the rest of the year who's who's going to be ready and uh, who's going to be uh, as they say if you're good enough you're old enough so who's going to be good enough to play and it, you know age doesn't matter to them if if you're good enough and you you understand what they want done um, but defensive uh, the defensive line I would say is is probably the answer to that uh, there's there's a lot gone and there's some there, but it's not at uh, you know it's not at Jordan Davis or Trayvon Walker or uh, Devontae Wyatt level. Who's the next breakout star for them on offense this year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, maybe Kenny McIntosh, uh, the running back. Uh, that's I think that's people would would point to him perhaps uh, at this. At this juncture, um, you know, I mean, you say the next breakout. Now, I could say one of the tight ends, but Brock Powers is already an All-American as a freshman last year, so he's already broken out. Now, he may break out some more, um, but uh, I would say the next, maybe the the guy that has the next chance to to be a quote star uh, might be Kenny McIntosh. Stetson Bennett might be the most interesting guy in all of college football, and um, it didn't matter how many times everybody tried to tell him he wasn't good enough. He just led Georgia to a national championship last year. Tell us about Stetson. I'm sure you've been around him uh, a lot. What is it about this young man that has enabled him to continue to succeed despite all the doubters? Well, if you, if you were just around him in general – you probably wouldn't know all that stuff. I mean, I think you have to be around him uh, in a competitive uh, situation uh, in the locker room on the team like that. I mean, you know, the, the times I've been around him or had a chance to talk to him, uh, you know, it's in a you pass him in the hallway setting or you uh, you're talking to him in an interview setting or you know something like that. It's not. Uh, I'm not lining up next to him and, and blocking for him or or uh, catching a pass or anything like that. But he's he's just got a he's got a strong drive, you know. He's got a um, kind of a me against the world mentality that uh, you know he was a walk on to start at Georgia uh, to begin with, not to start uh, as in starting quarterback. But he walked on to the program, um, you know, was was. Just a just another walk on guy and at a walk on quarterback. That guy's not going to play. You know he's going to be a scout team guy. He's he's going to be a preparation guy. Um, he thought he could play, and uh, he transferred out to uh, junior college in Mississippi, and he did play. He played a lot there, and then uh, Georgia got in a situation um, after he had already left where they they needed another scholarship quarterback, and they needed somebody who knew the system. 
Uh, and that, you know, they, they went to Stetson Bennett and they returned him to Georgia on a scholarship, but still buried on the depth chart. I mean, he was, he was, you know, going to be the three or the four guy, uh, but it didn't work out that way. You know, there were circumstances ahead of him that uh, allowed him to move up and his work ethic and ability uh, allowed him to, to rise to the top and, and Georgia liked him last year when uh, JT Daniels had some injuries. Georgia liked him last year a lot uh, because of what he can give you with his legs. He can run. He can make plays uh, with his mobility. And, and that was really the difference in him playing. And then when JT was, you know, was healthy enough to play, that uh, we, Georgia was winning so much and having so much success, uh, the coaches weren't going to mess with that. So that's continued to maintain. Then he ends up you know, the MVP of both playoff games and the championship game included. So uh, that's kind of the story. I mean, he's, it's, it's an amazing deal. It really is. Is he in the eyes of Georgia fans with all that you just said, he just won a national championship for him for Pete's sake. Is he the unquestioned guy going into this year or you know how fans can be? Is there still some clamoring out there to see Carson Beck or Brock Vandegrift or Gunnar Stockton, is there still some doubt around him or no? He's he's answered all the questions. He's our guy. Yeah, that's always going to be there. I think, you know, the the old saying, the, the most popular guy on the team is the backup quarterback. Uh, there, there are people out there that, that are still uh, making those kinds of statements. Uh, let's see who else we have. Um, but inside the program, no, he's the guy. Uh, he, it's his job right now. And, um, his teammates love him. Uh, you know, the coaches know what he can do. He gives Georgia the best chance to win at this stage. Uh, and, and, and the majority of Georgia people are certainly, you know, in, in support of Stetson Bennett. I mean, he's, he proved last year what, what he can do. So uh, they're going to ride him into uh, this season. He's going to be 25 years old in October. So that's a lot <laughs> of good experience. You know, he's not six foot three. Uh, but the guy plays like he's, you know, he's a prototypical size type quarterback, but, uh, he's fun to watch and, uh, he's got a good arm. He's not the strongest arm, perhaps maybe he can't swing it 70 yards, but he's, uh, he's pretty doggone accurate. Uh, he is mobile. Uh, he wants to win. He's got that desire. So he's got all the other qualities that you want as a starting quarterback. Uh, how about this opener against, uh, against Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks? This is going to be fun for you. Yeah, it should be. It's a good test right out of uh, right out of the blocks here. Uh, you know, I, I've I've got some questions about Oregon. You know, when you have a coaching change, a wholesale coaching change, um, you know, usually uh, teams don't come out and and have great seasons based on that. I mean, uh, maybe a time or two they will, but you know, I'm sure Oregon still has a lot of good talent. But you know, they've got a new head coach, a new coaching staff. More than likely, they're going to have a new starting. Well, they will have a new starting quarterback, uh, and all that stuff together kind of, um, I don't know, sends up a red flag for me. Uh, you know, I've been watching college football for a long time, so. Uh, but in one game, in one setting, on one particular day, anything can happen. Uh, but it's a good matchup. Uh, I think Oregon's uh, what top fifteen in the preseason. Georgia's top five, so uh, it's too. You know, going into the year, it's expected to be two very good teams, and and uh, we'll see what breaks out. Last question, Scott. We'll let uh, let you go. Um, what has been your 
Well, uh, of the people you've talked to and, and listened to around there, just kind of the feeling about the Oklahoma and Texas coming to town, uh, joining the SEC. Are people excited about it? Or do they not like it? What What is the Georgia fans' opinion of this? I, I believe, uh, yeah, I believe Georgia fans would certainly welcome that. They like that. Uh, I mean, that's two you know, historical programs and two championship programs coming to the league and uh, I think what Georgia fans look forward to the most is, you know, that's two more trips for them to make. Uh, you know, Georgia goes to Texas A&M um, now, but we haven't been there for football. You know, Texas A&M have been in the league since 2012, but Georgia hasn't been to College Station for a football game yet. So it's just kind of strange in that. Um, and, you know, the hope is that uh, everything gets restructured so that yeah. teams are going to, um, you know, the home-and-home home stuff will come around a lot quicker now instead of, uh, what is it, 12, 13, 14 years before George even plays a game uh, with the Aggies. And that's just an example. But uh, I think they're very excited, actually, uh, uh, to have a caliber of Oklahoma and Texas coming into this league and, and, uh, and being able to go up head-to-head against those teams. Scott, congratulations on uh, powering through illness and winning the national championship uh, last year. <laughs> I hope you, hope you have a great season, and thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Toby, thanks. I appreciate you having me, bud. Thank you. Hey, Scott Howard, voice of the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. We'll talk to uh, Chris Stewart from Alabama coming up bottom of the hour. Back to more of your text messages next. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Final hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show today. Final hour of the summer for Toby Rowland. Because next week... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I guess last hour before Toby Rowland uh, has to go into full fo- football mode next Monday. Uh, That's exactly right. I will approach uh, next week with an increased focus and determination. That's right. When you hear me on Monday morning, I will be a different individual. This lollygagging stuff that you've done the last eight weeks or so needs to get I've been I've been in full lollygag mode. That's right. Since uh, Omaha. And um, I will I will spend this weekend uh, with Schmitty, yeah, and a uh, therapist. <laughs> and by the time you hear from me on Monday, I'll be raring to go again. Uh, the uh, therapy directly related to the workout that you're going to get from Jerry Schmidt. So. No, the, yeah. the, the the Schmitty is just to physically get yeah. me in shape to be able uh-huh. to call an entire football, basketball, and baseball season well. again. Okay. The therapist is all uh, related to having to deal with Teddy Lehman and Gabe Eichert every week <laughs> for the next three months. So. Uh, RK Black brings you this out of the theater on the morning show. They've been in business 70 years now, helping uh, medium and small-sized businesses in the state of Oklahoma and Kansas improve their office technology from printers to faxes, copiers, scanners, document management, and even network solutions. Give them a call at 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line real quick. 
Um, first, says Toby, I believe I heard you say that In the Booth feed will return this year. Will it be yeah. on SeniorSports.tv or just ESPN Plus? Um, I need to ask that question. It will – I don't know the answer to it yet. I know that it will at least be on SoonerSports.tv. They were in discussions to hopefully also have it on ESPN+, Plus, but I don't know if that got cleared or not. So let me reach out and ask that question. Hopefully next week I'll have that answer for you. But, yes, In the Booth is back. It will start an hour before kickoff. Uh, this is the ability, for those who don't know, to watch our crew in the booth as we're calling the game. The camera is pointed toward us during the game. And for some reason, that is entertaining to people out there. Uh, I don't know why. But it'll start an hour before the game. You will see the the camera will be pointed toward the field. We'll actually take the camera feeds of several of our other camera operators in pregame so you can see the team warming up and stretching and practicing and all that kind of stuff. And then about 15, 10, 15 minutes before kickoff, they take the booth cam, and you'll have that the rest of the way. Um, but, yeah, it'll be back this year, and uh, I will try to have as much information. I'll try to have all the information for you on where to find that before next Saturday for sure. Man. Homework maybe is- Drake knows. Drake, maybe you know. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I do not. That is a very good question, but it sounds like you've got a homework ex- assignment for your uh, long, right. long weekend, so good for you. Sending t- sending message now. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, my brother used to work with Tony Sellers, and I've had a few malted beverages with him. He's a great guy. Love Tony. Love Tony. An icon, a broadcasting icon in this state, and... Uh, yeah, have great memories of our time together back in the uh, NAIA days. Do we know if the new lights will be able to change colors? Um, I haven't seen this reported. I know that they're the LED lights that are going to be able to blink, but I haven't seen anything about changing color. Have you, T-Row? I don't think so. My understanding is that the LED lights on the standards, the light standards, are white and only white right now. and that, But they do have the ability around the ribbon board and on the scoreboard and everything to kind of go LED red. And those two will be kind of married together to create a red and white effect, I think. Mm, Now, eventually, with the at least the artist renderings of the uh, new west side of the stadium, you know, when they redo the press box and everything over there, uh, the lights will be attached to the press box and to the stadium, and those light standards, as I understand it, will come down. And when they do that, I'm sure that will change everything. But that's years from now. Uh, So right now, I think, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I think the – Big light standards are only white, and they can flash and go to music and all that kind of stuff. But they also have it synced to the ribbon board and the scoreboards and everything that do have the ability to go red, and so it has the red effect from what I understand. That And Toby was the per- person that personally made sure that those were synced. He, it was his responsibility this offseason. So That's right. It's, That's right. It was quite the undertaking. I'm very impressed. Yeah. In sync. 
Air Comfort Solutions text line says Jinx won the 6A title over 6A1 title over Union last year. So there you go. Pretty What an insult. You just insulted. Mm -hmm. That's the worst crime you could commit in the 918. Pretty safe call to to give the title to Union Mm -hmm. when Jinx Jinx won it. Yeah. Uh, Pretty safe call usually if you assume it's Jinx or Union in 6A1, though. Um. Did Brent talk to the media sometime last night? No, I, I think that they had uh, Today, right? they had open practice to the media yesterday. And it was Tuesday that he talked to the media. Is that right? I think it's I think it's tonight. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about they asked if he uh, talked to him last night. Oh, I don't I mean. think he did last night. No. Um, can we watch ESPN Plus Sooner Vision on a TV? I heard no. There's not going to be any channel, um, but. So long as you have any type of streaming device like a Roku, Apple TV, Fire Stick, what have you, um, phone, yeah, phone, you'll be able to you'll be able to access it that way. Um, If you're not like TJ and you're willing to pay the ESPN Plus subscription, that is. Oh, you can watch it on your TV, but you just got to do it through through streaming through another device. After that sitting poolside, I'm a Roku and, user. What are you? What are you use for your streaming? Uh, I got Rokus. I I've got a a Fire TV, and then I've also got an Apple TV. Apple TV in the bedroom. Yeah. Fire TV in the uh, living Which room. Which do you like more? Um, I like the Fire TV because it, it's very simple to set up a uh, DVR for like your over the air channels. So like. Big Brother, that's how I keep up with Big Brother, Survivors, stuff like that. So, uh, But the mm-hmm. Apple TV has its perks, too, because it syncs right up with my iPhone, so that's nice be able to airplay off there. of it. No further questions, Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, it's Teddy Lulu uh, Lehman. Uh, that's as opposed to uh, Kevin Moo Moo Melon Henry on the basketball broadcast. Gotcha. One more, and then we need to take a break. we got to go to Alabama. Yeah. Uh, before I'm guessing it's before the Texas beats Alabama prediction says uh, TJ must have hit some recreational before he made that prediction. Um, just the stone fruit. I think the stone, stone fruit. fruit probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Break time. When we come back, we go live to Tuscaloosa. Chris Stewart will join us to talk some Alabama football. It's the T-Row in the morning show. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. You know, we have drawn Bama again this year in the uh, Big 12 SEC Basketball Challenge, Drake. So hopefully that means I'll get to see my Buddy Chris Stewart again. I think Bama's playing here, if I remember correctly. He joins us live now from deep in the heart of the South, Tuscaloosa. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Man, I'm great, but I was afraid you were about to say deep in the heart is somewhere else that neither one of us wants to be. And that no, no, God forbid. I wouldn't wish you. I, like, you're going to be there thought, soon enough. No. I thought we were friends for crying out loud. You know, you're going to get to do something, I assume. I don't know how many games you're calling. Do you know yet, or is that kind of a – I don't. You're filling in for Eli for a while, right? Correct. Well, either way, maybe, you're going to get to do something I've never done, which is call a game from Texas. I've never called a game in 
Austin, Texas, a football game because we always play in Dallas. Right. So that'll be that'll yeah. be interesting. A lot of eyes from up here going to be watching that game in week two. What's the what's the saying? The uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And right. so uh, I don't I don't know that we've we we've probably for at least a couple hours fallen into the enemy category. But you know, by and large, I think that rivalry between between BAM and OU has always been really, really good and I think extremely respectful and uh there there will be some common ground. We we both share one <laughs> one great thing and that's an affinity uh or an extreme dislike I should say for the color orange in any shade. So we'll be we'll be together on that regard. How's Eli doing by the way? Uh he's had a rough summer. He's had a really rough summer. Uh, you know, I filled in for him on the A-Day game back in the spring. And uh, unfortunately, he's he's not uh, in a spot yet where he can come back and, and do the games. I have had a chance to talk with him and, and actually see him on a, uh, a number of occasions. And um, he's extremely grateful for everybody that's reached out. And he's heard from a ton of people. Um, but I know you can appreciate and respect this he's he's very private as is his wife and they're they're uh they're asking that we not have a whole lot of conversation about um what's transpiring and where things are but um they are definitely appreciative and and uh grateful for all the people that have reached out in the way they have please send him uh not only my best but uh He's been a friend of our show for many, many years, and I know all of our yeah, listeners absolutely. Uh, would would do the same. Um, no question. This this football team, I think you got the the best uh, offensive player in the country. You got the best defensive player in the country. Um, they are loaded across the board. If there is a weakness, if there is an area of concern for Chris Stewart going into this year about this Alabama football team, where would it be? Besides the play-by-play guy to start the year, well, that's a given. Uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. The the, the uh, that's the weak link. It's going to be in that chair. But no, it's a uh, it is a very talented team, and I think they everybody is very much looking forward to seeing how that offensive line is going to gel when you replace some key pieces from last year, but one that frankly never fully lived up to what Nick Saban wanted to see. Um, I, I think their I, I think their ability to give the last year's Heisman Trophy winner an opportunity to find any number of weapons that he has available. And, and make no mistake, you lose Jameson Williams, you lose John Mechie, you've lost a lot. And Brian Robinson turned out to be a tremendous running back as well. But they feel like they've got enough pieces and in, in several of them actually to fill those roles again. And they're explosive and dangerous. And even with the transfer portal have veteran guys that can step in, but can you give him time or is he going to have to create somewhat or more than usual on his own? They, they feel pretty good about that line, but you've got to see it when the bullets fly. And if that takes place, I think this is going to be a, an extremely explosive offense. And the defense is one 
that people are as excited about as they've been in quite a while is at Alabama. You know, we had Andrew Monaco on last week uh, from Texas A&M and asked him all about the the summer back and forth between Jimbo and Nick. How how did all that play out from your perspective, and uh, where do the Alabama fans stand with Jimbo and Texas A&M right now? Uh, you get a pretty good handle on where <laughs> you probably got a pretty good idea where they feel uh, in regards to Jimbo. They're gonna always they're gonna always be behind. Nick Saban and, and have his side and and I was with Coach uh, on a, a couple of occasions this summer after that took place some speaking engagements and um, you know and it was something that he that he addressed and uh, I think from the Bama's fan the Bama fans perspective they are looking forward to October eighth the second Saturday in October almost as much as they are the third Saturday in October, which is the <laughs> annual matchup with Tennessee. Uh, yeah. A&M will be in Tuscaloosa. So am I, by the way. And, I think the whole college yeah, football world man. can't wait for this game. I think it will be very, very interesting, entertaining, um, and will be um, – I think that one will be must-watch TV. But, frankly, it's why – the following week is one that causes probably as much trepidation for Bama fans with Tennessee as it has in quite a while because there's an understanding the Vols are better than they mm-hmm. have been in a while. You're playing that one in Knoxville. You've won 15 in a row now over the Big Orange, but it's coming a week after what you know will be an emotional game against the Aggies, regardless of how that plays out. So, um, I expect being being the guy that hosts Coach's TV show right after the ball game and his ability to flip his focus on a dime to the very next game once one game wraps up, uh, I fully expect him to be as ornery at any point of the season right after that A&M game, even if they were to win somehow by three, four touchdowns because he will want everybody locked back in and thinking about going to Knoxville. We know about Bryce. We know about Will Anderson. Who's the next? Uh, look into your crystal ball. Who's the breakout star this year for this team who maybe isn't on I, our radar right now, but we'll all know by the end of the season? Yeah, he's on radar in Alabama because of the nature of the position and um, the resume coming in. But I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be uh, an extremely important piece of the Alabama puzzle. Running back in Georgia Tech, one of the best runners in the ACC. And it's it's kind of an, uh, an example of the transfer portal. And, I mean, you you know this. You, um, you got a chance to plug and play if you're an elite program like Alabama-Oklahoma. The guys you bring in are guys you feel like can help you immediately. And Jameer Gibbs is probably the best player at Georgia Tech last year. He's a running back who's going, you know what? I got a chance to go run behind an Alabama offensive line with other weapons to to take the pressure off of me, or I can be the sole focal point at Georgia Tech where that may not make your life expectancy very strong. So um, he's come there, and I think 
what he's going to bring in the pass game as well as the run game will make him a really key piece to what the Tide's able to do. We've had a lot of talk, and I've talked to several SEC guys uh, on this show recently about what the scheduling's going to look like in the future. I know that's a hot topic in SEC territory right now, and it sounds like it's going to be decided, you know, at some point in the not too distant future. Do you have yeah. a mo- Are you a three-six guy? Or are you is that what model do you favor or think's going to win out here? Yeah, I don't know. I, pro- I, I it sounds like that's what it's going to be. Um, I would love to see, you know, to me, it's got to be in in somebody who's lived in the state my whole life. It's got to be Alabama, Auburn, and you're protecting that first and foremost. Um, not just because we won 15 straight, but because of what it means historically would love to see Tennessee preserved. Um, you know, I've seen one pod, frankly, that's got Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vandy. And to me, that would be ideal and that's selfish because you're keeping the two most uh, intense rivals along with a great trip to Nashville every other year from a football right. standpoint. Um, those would be, I think, and then make the most sense geographically, although you can make the argument for Mississippi schools or what about LSU? I mean, that's been others. a that's been a pretty fun one the last couple. Of that years. has been a lot. That's been a lot of fun. It really has. Uh, but that's more of a. That's more in the last twenty five to thirty years. Not that there haven't been some games in the past, but that's only, that's only ramped up. And maybe that's just showing my age to say that I'm looking beyond, the last twenty twenty five years uh, when I'm trying to evaluate what I'm like to see, but. I would have no problem with that. It would also be exciting. But I think when you're trying to go geographically, there there are some others that both from a geographic and historic standpoint fit Alabama if you're going to play just three common opponents every year. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if they do that. And I like that model, too, because it, you know, you get to see everybody Every, sure. I guess every four years you play home and home with everybody. Exactly. That's great, but you got to figure yeah. out who everybody's three is, and that's the right. that's the difficult thing. You got natural rivals, but you don't want to just hammer a team with three very difficult opponents. So how they divvy it up was going to be fascinating. So you mentioned the Tennessee game. This is a difficult right. road schedule this year for Bama. You got to go to Texas. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss. Is the Tennessee game the, the, the biggest landmine for you in the schedule, or do you see another one out there? I think Arkansas can be very tough. Uh, but I think because of where it falls, the, the Tennessee game got choked there for just a second. I think That's because okay. of where it falls, the uh, – the Tennessee game would be the toughest and the biggest potential landmine. You got it after Texas A&M, which we've already said is going to be extremely emotional. It is a team you've beaten 15 straight times. Fans expect that. But I think the game means a lot to Coach, and he understands what it means to the fan base and the rivalry still. Um, You have to understand, from the Bama fans' perspective, despite 15 in a row, 
they still haven't gotten their pound of flesh in retribution for what they feel like was Tennessee and specifically Philip Fulmer's role in their probationary period 20 years ago. <laughs> so uh, it, it still it still is the wrong. 15 straight it, wins very, is not enough wrong. to to make that feel it's better. Not enough. <laughs> it's not okay. enough. Just trust That's me. That's good. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Chris, I appreciate it. you got your you working on the spotter boards already and everything. You geared up for uh, week yeah. one, Utah State. I'm not there. I'm not ready yet, but I am gearing up towards it. That's for sure. Uh, you're going to do great, man. Uh, Chris, thanks. thanks. I look buddy. forward to uh, hearing you and uh, hopefully seeing you sometime in the near future. And please, look, again, man, send up. Eli our best. We'll absolutely do it. Hurry up and get in the league. I'm ready to ready to uh, have dinner on the road sometime soon. I'll pass that along to our athletic director. Thanks, do that. Chris. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Thanks. Chris Stewart, one of the good guys. He does the basketball and baseball for Alabama. He's also their sideline guy for football. But he's filling in in the play-by-play booth to start the year. Eli Gold under the weather. And we appreciate him joining us. That's it, Drake. The countdown is over. For 2022, we've done it again. The most irresponsible, unnecessary, irrelevant countdown in America is once again in the books. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show next. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. We are joined every day at this time by Chris Plank. It is that zone in a uh, on a track in which the relay baton has to be passed. It's got to be in that certain range right there, or uh, it doesn't count. That's the zone we're in right now. We call it the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. The baton is being passed as... For the next three hours, you will enjoy the Plank Show and the stylings of Josh Helmer on this station. Good morning, Plank. I think Josh is actually out today. Is that right, Drake? Mm. I think Josh is yeah, on. It'll be, uh, it'll be Connor uh, sitting visit. in for Josh. Uh, okay. So oh. Josh is out. Uh, but I, I, make, I can't have a show without a, a Helmer, uh, Toby. So Joey Helmer will be joining me later on in the show. It's in your contract, up I believe, you. and, isn't it? That's right. Must have a Helmer. And uh, I am live from John Crane Field today. I'm very early for tonight's matchup between Oklahoma and Arkansas. That's right. Oh, T-Row, we need to bring the bad bad boy mower out here. We could have some fun, man. Place looks great. They've done an incredible job. Nah, nah, are you kidding me? I don't get to call anything anymore, man. Uh, it's McKee's world, and I just live in it. But what no, I am that, I am dad. You and I used tonight. to get to call some games, and now Chad does everything on TV. Where did we go wrong, Chris? I don't think I don't think I've done a volleyball game or a soccer game in two years. Um, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I screwed things up. I'll. I, I mean, Mark Carr and I might have a. Someone. It might get a little tense here. Maybe maybe Mark Carr said I can't have that plank guy on the broadcast. Maybe yeah. Lindsey Gray Walton said he's out. I think things could get tense up here today, T Row. But no, ESPN Plus tonight, which is very cool, and uh, they're expecting a huge crowd tonight. The uh, it's I believe uh, 
Trevor's going to get mad at me, but in, in my NYSA, it's the, the Youth Soccer Association, yeah. the Norman Youth Soccer Association. Uh, it's their night, so there's going to be a lot of kids, a lot of teams that are here tonight. So yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun night. So I was all in on your interview with the Alabama dude, Chris. What, I keep wanting to call him Chris Stewart. Perry. What's that's not his name, is it? What Stewart? Thank you. Um, and it got me thinking for the show. In fact, I just threw a tweet out about it. Is there a sports grudge? I think I, I can name your sports grudges. I feel like I can as a regular listener to this show. And by the way, as an everyday listener to this show, a little disappointed we didn't have the uh, hyped intro into the top 25, or at least if we did, I didn't hear it. What happened to that this year? What do you mean the hyped intro? You mean like TJ's intro? Yeah, did he... Did he do one and I just haven't heard it? Yeah, well, he did it. <laughs> he, he did, did 25 of them, Plank. He did 25 of them. Yeah, he did a different one every day as okay. if it was a, uh, a Big Brother ah, episode. Okay. So he would vote out a coach ah. every day. But ah, we played okay, okay. that I, back I don't at know 735 I... this morning, so that's probably. Oh, yeah, geez, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Way early. I usually thought you did yeah. beforehand. Well, kudos to TJ. Um, your sports grudges are like Tom Brady. You still hold a sports grudge against sure. Tom Brady. Is that fair? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Michael Jordan? Absolutely. I feel like I'm leaving someone out. But um, those are two big ones. The, yeah, the umpire crew but, from the uh, College World Series is That's not right. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's right. right. But here's my question. It, isn't it wild to hear, and you even said it, after 15 straight wins, there's Alabama fans that still want a pound <laughs> of flesh from Tennessee? Yeah, that's it. They're still are you angry talking about to it. Are Mark Carr this morning? Are you talking to Mark? Coach Carr? Yes. Yes, I am. I am. Send along my condolences uh, for Liverpool. Only two points oh. through three games. I've got to he's write not, that I'm down. I'm sure he's not taking it well. He's a big Liverpool guy. All right, stick around, folks. Plank Show coming up next. Thanks to Drake. Thanks to Scott Howard, Chris Stewart today. You find folks for listening. I'll be back with you on Monday. Have a great Thursday, everybody. No. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon. On your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.